Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Walk On Weekly with your hosts, Nebraska men's basketball players Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III. This is Walk On Weekly. All right, welcome into Take a Weeknight. I am Harrison Arnes here with Jeff Grace III. No Sam Hoiberg today, that's all right. The guy stays pretty busy over the summer, so nonetheless, we'll keep things moving, though. And again, if you guys want to join the show, feel free to hit up the Sarger Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, as well as for streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and Allo Channel 951 for Allo Allo subscribers out there. Uh, but uh, it's been a couple weeks since we saw you. I know we had 4th of July last week. How was that before we get going here? It was actually pretty cool. Uh, I didn't expect fireworks to be going on while it was like raining and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, people were committed. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it, was, uh, it started raining. Would you just watch it at your place here mm-hmm. in Lincoln? Yeah, so it was my first time having the 4th in Nebraska. And I live in like where I live at uh, the apartment building next to me on the garage. Uh-huh. People were like, lighting fireworks like, out of nowhere. <laughs> and it was like crazy. And then I also went to, I had to pick up someone from Omaha. So when I picked up someone from Omaha, I was when I was driving down. That's when the oh, okay. fireworks as well. So I kind of got a double. Yeah, I was impressed by people's commitment to the fireworks. Yeah. It was coming down pretty hard, and I thought it was going to be it. And then about 1 a.m. when it's like settled down, I, people were still popping them off. I agree. Like it came out of nowhere, low key, because I mean, like it was like really like nice weather, and mm-hmm. then like obviously like you expect like something's going to come up. Yeah. The Midwest. But <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, I was very surprised that people still like actually participated in it. Yeah, I actually uh, got a read on it lately. I've been following a lot of meteorologists on Twitter. It's okay. actually pretty interesting one i never thought it'd be one of the things i'd be into but no because they were like hinting at the day before like light them off on the third because the fourth might not get the chance and sure enough but no nah, it was a crazy storm so that uh, whole week i pretty much heard fireworks that whole week yeah they were going off the yeah. entire time is it illegal on the fifth or how does that work if there's like a, i don't know i wonder what that I feel is like you that's like really common though yeah and you always see like them you, popping off yeah and it's i feel like, like a, you see that a lot uh-huh i think it, it's like 175 dollar fine but i've never known anyone that's yeah, actually gotten right, fine yeah, I don't know, because it might be illegal, but I don't know. People still do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if you guys got any funny stories from the fourth, feel free to shoot them in, 402-464-5685. I want to start with the Summer League um, because I was thinking, <laughs> I was in the camp, it's going to take Wemby a couple of years. And I, I'll start with this. It's a Summer League. Um, you know, I don't really care what happened. I was going to hold on to my opinion. For sure. Just the Summer League in itself is, I mean, you can probably test this as a player, but when you get to the summer league, those guys are kind of fighting for their careers. Mm-hmm. That's a very hard team to work with. Like every single guy at that summer league, except for you know your second year guys like Jabari Smith coming back. You yeah. know that's what you want to see. But his career wasn't on the line. I don't think with all those other guys, like they're just scrapping and fighting. So you get a lot of kind of weird offensive sets. Defensively, rotations aren't usually the best. But nonetheless, uh, Victor Wembanyama nine points in the first game. Second game bounces back with twenty nine and high efficiency. You got any thoughts just from those two games? I, I'd imagine you had a chance to kind of t- take a peek at him because you were curious to see him, I know. Pretty impressive. I mean, kind of like shows you how he bounced back mm-hmm. from all the criticism he got. I think he was nervous game. that first game too. Yeah, and like, I mean, like, I feel like people took this the wrong way where like he said like he didn't really know, like, know what he was doing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's his first like actual NBA game. I mean, like now I mean, a lot of people know what they're doing. When yeah. He's going into it, so uh, – the way he bounced back was very, uh, very impressive because like the team they were playing was actually like really good, mm-hmm. uh, Portland. And I thought uh, the guy who was guarding him, he went to Colorado. I thought he was doing a great job on him, but 
at height and length. <laughs> some you can't guard. So yeah, I'm always amazed when guys like him are are they can the ball handle the way they do because mm-hmm. that takes a certain level yeah. of coordination. It's like kind of like the Kevin Durant. Everyone wants to say the next KD, but I, that is incredibly rare to have any sort of coordination when you're that high off the ground and you're not just getting your pickpocketed every time. Uh, and he started to show that. I felt like in that second game in particular, I felt like he kind of felt like the eyes were on him. And yeah. He had to show a little bit. He had a lot of just kind of dribble drive, ISO shots. And then, you know, a lot of times it doesn't even get that open. Like the mm-hmm. separation isn't there, but he just gets to his spot and shoots right over top. Yeah, like I think that first pull-up he like made was like straight contested. Yeah. Like, hand up in his <laughs> face. Like, I, don't know, I don't know how he made it, but credits to him. Uh, but, yeah, his movement was insane. Mm-hmm. Like that really shocked me because I didn't expect him to move that fast at all with the ball in his hand. And then also like him like bouncing back after getting like bruises and stuff, like mm-hmm. crashing the glass and stuff. He was getting banged up. Yeah, he for was. For sure. But uh, great for him. I mean, it's a great start. Uh, I know they're stopping him. Yeah, they pulled him out already, which is probably smart if you want to preserve him. Yeah, I agree because injuries are sucks and it's very sad to see. But uh, it's a great start for him. Mm -hmm. Great going forward. So hopefully wish him the best. Uh, I think he'll do very well with where he is, Mm -hmm. especially with Pop's re-signing extension. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I thought he was ready to retire. Same. And I wonder if that just happens for a lot of coaches where they kind of get there thinking that they're going to be ready to be done. Mm -hmm. And then – well, let's just be real. Money's always nice. Like, yeah. that talks. That talks for sure. But then sure. you also get the number one pick in Victor Wembanyama. And then also, I just feel like he probably wasn't ready to be done. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of look around the other retired coaches and pop. I mean, he's definitely all still there. It's not like he has any reason to back out of the NBA now unless he just wants to retire. But, no, it was uh, five years for – you remember the number on what he signed for? If not, I can look it up real quick. I do not remember you. Exactly. We'll, we'll find but that. But I know it's big bank. <laughs> yeah, they it paid him well. Uh, but real quick here, just Wembenyama stats. And only two games. And, again, these are going to be a little wonky because that first game just wasn't as great as showing. But average 27 minutes per game, 18 points per game because he got that second game with 29. Uh, about 40% field goal percentage, not bad. And then 30% from three that first night really hurt him. Mm-hmm. That He actually shot pretty well that second game. Uh, about 68% from the free throw line, not bad for his size. And then the blocks, four blocks per game. That's yeah. that's always going to be there. And then still average 10 rebounds per game. So that's bigs right there. One thing I wonder, during that summer league, I didn't really see him playing around the rim a lot. And I still feel like that's his best. Like I, The way I see Victor Wembanyama is like I kind of just want him hanging around the rim. You know, I could see what the the idea is if you can really maximize him and have him on the perimeter, mm-hmm. cutting and diving and just setting up the whole offense. But he still seems to me like he just always belongs around the rim to clean things up. You know, like his height, that was still my favorite part of his game, was just mm-hmm. anytime he was around the rim, not only does it help you on the rebounds, he showed that right away, and then just defensively too. Just have him like – it's a tough matchup because you don't really want to going up against a Joel Embiid, but having him around yeah, the agree. rim, find a power forward to put him on, you know, I wonder what that's going to look like in the NBA when he actually gets on a real NBA roster. I would say going forward, like he'll definitely learn a lot more about that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this was just like kind of just for the summer leagues, basically just like allowing them to play free, yeah, and just like kind of get a feel for what the NBA is actually like. So I feel like once he goes on the practices and everything. Uh, the games he starts to play, uh, he'll definitely learn a lot more about like the spacing and everything with the, mm-hmm. that involves around with basketball, and he'll get a real good feel for the game because he has a great coach behind him and great players as well. So, I feel like he's in a great 
perfect spot for him. Yeah, and then uh, Bryce chimes in. He says, don't forget the one poster he was on. And again, <laughs> you know, I, I give those guys credit for going to go for the block. You know, you don't. You gotta at least go for the block. A lot of guys. I mean, otherwise it's just a dunk and no one talks about it. But given his size, he should go for those. But that happens a lot. Like as long as you're going up for the block, you're gonna get yammed on a few times. Like it's it's an if you're always going for the contest, you're gonna be on a few posters. You just hope to be on the better end of most of them. Yeah, it's like one of those things where like when you play basketball, you're gonna get dunked on at some point. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Like no matter if you try to avoid it, like. If you try to get out of it, like it's gonna happen eventually, and like you just gotta accept it and just move on. Yeah, and then have you ever had a really bad poster? Like your very I? yeah, your first one, you're like, oh. No, I don't think so. Really, you've you've managed to avoid it so far in your career. So far, I would say. Who's the who's who do you think right now on the team has the best hops, the best ability for a real game poster? For a real game poster. Real game poster, because a lot of people could jump on the gym, but they might not have the skill set to do it live. I'd say probably just Sia. Really? Yeah, Josiah's pretty bouncy. Uh, let's see. Jawan can get up there if he really wanted to. I can see that. Yeah, uh, he seems like a guy. This one might surprise you, but Jamar actually has really good bounce. Really? Marcus, yeah, he has really good bounce. Um, Ramel could catch one. Ramel? For sure. Um, I could see Ramel would be up there. That one doesn't surprise me too much. What about Mast? I don't know what his he hops look like. There. Can he? He can get up there. He'd, su- he'd surprise you. Really? Okay. Yeah. That'd be a cool one to see. He'd surprise you. I, he's one of the guys on your team that I'm most curious about up like until a, this like point. Curious about in like what way? Style of play. Like okay. how well is he going to plug in? Like especially his playmaking. Because mm-hmm. um, I know you guys are talking pretty glowingly on that. You yeah. know, just like it's one of his abilities he brings to the team. And I, I, I'm kind of curious to see that live. Because with Derek Walker, I mean, that's those are big shoes to fill. 100%. But talking to him, he seems like he understands his role pretty well. Um, based on what you guys are saying, he's hoping to get it, or at least learning to kind of learn that position. And I'll be curious to see how you guys use him. Obviously, won't ask guys out for the scouting report. But again, <laughs> uh, super curious to kind of see how that team forms. But I want to talk about another guy that uh, after I know it was, he, it was only you know limited play, but Scoot Henderson, yeah, it, he might be the best player in the draft. <laughs> that, that's like a really early take. But in the, the minutes he was playing, he showed that he can go left or right, go around anyone. He he has – I'm going to say some names here. Uh, I don't think he's as good as these players, but he has, like, parts of their game. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of has that craftiness, like your, your Chris Paul kind of has, you know, yeah. that crafty play. I mean, he's freaky athletic. He yeah. showed that For early sure. in the summer league. Sure. Uh, just a freak athlete. And then the shooting – the shooting, I, I'd imagine it's just going to get better. That's the one thing that probably if you're going to say he's not going to be a star, it's because of his shooting. But I, I'd imagine that's only going to get better for him. Um, and again, he was just able to essentially attack anyone in yeah. front of him. And I really left that thinking like, okay, the Portland Trailblazers need to make him the star immediately. I was bummed out when he got injured because I was mm-hmm. really looking forward to him to continue on. But uh, injuries happen. It's part of the game, sadly. But uh, yeah, uh, one of our... Uh, Peyton Borders, I don't know if you know him, but he went to the G, G, uh, the summer league for a little bit in Vegas, and I was texting him about it, and I was like, does it, like, Scoot Henderson, like, actually look like a linebacker in person? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Like, I was like, it's crazy because on person, he looks, like, so built. Like, he can be, like, a middle linebacker or something like that. And, like, in person, I can only imagine what it's like. But, uh, yeah, he was – explosive for sure I'm, gr- I'm glad you brought that up he is one of the young guys that he looks like a grown man already 100% like he plays he's just a stronger he looks just he already looks built okay like 
that's the thing kind of with like LeBron James that when he was coming into the NBA, like he was kind of built like an adult already. Yeah. Have you ever heard the clips of when LeBron first got to the Cavs about for, his players, what like they the- thought about drafting a high school kid no, out of Akron? Oh my God. For all those listening, there is a YouTube video of what the Cavs, the, the original Cavs roster when LeBron James was drafted to. They were not high on him. They were saying, like, <laughs> I think this high school kid's got to learn. A lot of them were, like, not expecting him to pop off. Like, yeah, maybe give it a few years. And then mm-hmm. year one, he was their best player. Uh, just incredible. And like I said, it's because he, he looked like an adult coming in. Already had that athleticism. Mm-hmm. And then Scoot Henderson, same thing. He already just has that blow by his speed. And just, you know, the shooting, I think that's going to come with him. Right now, just off what you saw, you know, between Victor and Scoot, who you hire on still. Given, you know, you know, I'm not going to judge you too before hard. I, before summer I said, games any, are a before lot I say anything, uh, I will credit Scoot because his game has really developed working with Steph because they've been working out a lot together. Oh, yeah. And Steph, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's very improved in his game uh, going forward, and that will help him a lot, especially like learning from him, one of the best shooters of all time, mm-hmm. um, if not the best. But uh, you said Victor or Scoot? Yeah. Who am I higher on? I would say Scoot. Really? He go with Scoot now, yeah. Well, you got to look at the position he's in with, mm-hmm. like, coming in, they may leave. If he doesn't leave, then and he's going to be, like, the primary guy. And it's a lot to take on when your first year kind of in the league when all eyes are pretty much on you. Victor as well, I mean, it's going to be tough for him. Like, people, like, judge him, like, no matter what he does at the end yeah. of the day. Like, Oh, he already had that interaction with yeah, Britney Spears, yeah. which is just insane to I do agree. before you even play an NBA minute. Yeah, so – it's very hard to be in like either one of their shoes, I would say, because mm-hmm. like they have so much media driven to them already, and like they're not even like twenty. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a lot coming at you all in once. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super excited to see it. I I think both of those guys will work out fine. Mm-hmm. Those guys, as long as injury wise, there's one thing about Victor that did scare me. Every time he sets a screen, um, there's a lot of videos on Twitter and. A lot of times you can see people just kind of overhyping possible injuries, but his knees, man, every yeah. time they bend in on those screens, he's got to – I don't know how you do that at his size, but he's got to learn to kind of keep those bowed out because people keep crashing, uh, landing into his knees, trying to rub around those screens. Mm-hmm. And I just – you know, that just kind of scares – every time his knees get, like, bent inward like that every time he's setting those screens. So that's something about him injury-wise that, it, like, I just kind of hope that doesn't happen. Same thing with Scoot. Um, obviously, he'll be fine down the road. But, again, just super interesting – and, you know, that kind of leads me, again, with Scoot Henderson to the Portland Trailblazers because I'm trying to figure out, with Damian Lillard, I don't know if there's actually a lot of good offers out there, I think, especially the Miami Heat. I think Miami Heat fans are probably the only ones that think they have a good offer right now. I don't know if there's as much buzz as they wanted. Well, they said they're taking it slow. They're yeah. Really, not really in a rush, so, I mean, the suspense is really there. Uh-huh. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because right now it's leaning towards Miami, but, like, I'm never really so sure about what, like, the polls really say because, like, it really could go a different way. Like, someone could have a better offer, and, like, they were looking at all, the, like, the options that for Dame, and someone could match it, honestly. So at the end of the day, I'm really unsure what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. But if not – Portland has some great pieces overall, like with Shaden Sharp. Um, Still got uh, Simons over there, Anthony yeah, Simons. Yeah, Anthony Simons. That's one part with Damian Lillard that always bothered me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love Damian Lillard, 
and he he skates he gets he skates on this all the time. He is a horrible defender. He really I love Damian yeah. Lillard, but he is just an awful defender. Um, and maybe that's because what he does offensively, and he should be credited for what he does offensively. Like it's it, it's some of the best stuff we've ever seen out of that position. But then to know that in year after year, combine him with guards that also don't play great defense that you can't hide behind. I, I never, I always wondered like, how is this ever going to be a championship roster if your star player you were failing to, you know, aid any of his weaknesses? So that's the thing with Scoot Henderson. That's why I'm like, I if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I kind of want to move on from Dame now, because if you have Scoot and Dame, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be really bad defense, and now instead of giving Scoot Henderson time to just grow and develop and be that guy, um, unless you think it's good for him to be under Dame's wing and learn under Dame, but it, just what I saw, I feel like his style is so it's different from Dame's to where, yeah, maybe Dame can kind of teach him some things, but what makes Dame great is the shooting. So unless you're using Dame as like a shooting coach, uh, IQ was, I just think he'd be better off kind of taking over that roster now. Moving on from Dame might win more games too. If you get someone in there that can actually defend with him, then maybe it wouldn't be such a rigorous grind it out, lose a lot of games, build yourself up kind of year. Where are you at on that? See, if you lose a guy like Dame, you have to bring key pieces because, mm-hmm. like, which is probably why they're waiting it out, right? You're losing a major piece, so I feel like they're waiting it out because they want to see who they actually can get mm-hmm. and like really reach that potential of like trying to f- build around like net losing Dame but you're not actually going to you're not actually going to like get it back, you know? Yeah. Like you're like you're trying to uh kind of go along with Damian Lillard, like try to get someone like him, but in a sense like you realize you're losing that key valuable piece. So, it's going to they're waiting it out. I mean, there's still time. So, we'll see what happens at the end of the day, but I mean it's going to be so hard because right now, as you see the summer leagues rising and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's growing more interest. Um, summer is a cru- crucial piece because that's where you build camaraderie and uh, that's really where a team really, really connects, mm-hmm. I feel like, in the summer. Because like, last year with our basketball team, I feel like that's what helped us a lot was like hanging out on the weekends and stuff like that. And then like just building that early on so like you can build off of that later going into the season. So that's just my uh what I would say. Uh so that's why I feel like they're holding on to see what they actually can get. Yeah, which is I, I think is smart. You know, I think it'd be advantageous for them to have him off before the season begins, but if there's nothing there, you don't want to see them trade away a valuable asset and like if they just give in to Miami because I don't, I think Miami's still kind of holding out on some of their chips too. I think mm-hmm. they're looking around, understanding like we're well, kind of the only ones really in this. Yeah. You know, like yeah, there's some other teams, but they're not willing to give up as much as we are, and we're still not giving up that much. So I think they're holding some chips back. Um, real quick from the text line before we go to break, Bryce uh, says Wings bet on if Victor lasts the whole season. Um, I, if we're talking 82 games, I'm betting he doesn't play 82 games. I'm not. I would never take that bet. You know, like I, he's not gonna play a full 82 games. I'd be amazed if he does. 
Um, to bet on a fully healthy season, Bryce, we'd have to put some numbers on that <laughs> before I agree because there's no way he's playing 82, uh, and I think you're, we'd be betting on the same side, so I don't know how well that'd work. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll go ahead and throw it to break here. This is the Walk-On Weekly on Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arns. That's Jeff Grace the third. No Sam Hoiberg. He should be back next week, but nonetheless, we'll go to break here and catch you guys on the other side.